0: Okay. So welcome, Sarah. Welcome, Jennifer. Um, Sarah, if you want to take it away with some of the scenarios you've encountered, your oldest is now 20, no. almost 20, <laughs> almost 20. And you have girl, girl, boy, boy, then a run of girls. Right. Yeah. And then, okay. Yeah. Um, and then the little boys and a little girl, but yeah. Right. And I know in health club, your girls have talked about And in health class, when we talked about friendships and some of these scenarios that come up with different kids, your girls mentioned that you'd had some of these discussions with them about what to do with the friend who says awkward things at the party. Yeah. Um, And then I know you and I had had a discussion about friends who make the kids feel very emotional or kind of inadequate, maybe even accidentally. So those are two scenarios right off the bat that I think are really common. If you want to speak to those. Yeah. I, I, um, I think, yeah, I don't even know where to start. I guess I just remember being a kid and being in awkward situations and hating it. So I always wanted to prepare my kids more for it, you know? And, um, then as specific things come up, we just talk about it sometimes after the fact, right? Like you mentioned the, um, I think the incident you're referring to was a party that two of my girls went to and there, they were probably 15 through 12 year olds at the party and it was just girls. And one of the girls who was on the younger side um, had just seen a movie and she was obsessed with it. And she was, um, it was her first, you know, big kid movie that she'd seen. And she, she was the oldest in her family and she talked about it nonstop, nonstop the whole time. And Lucy and Edith, Lucy and Edith are telling me this after the fact and it was just a great opportunity to explain to them some of the extenuating circumstances surrounding that um like they didn't realize it was her first big kid movie that she'd seen and they didn't realize that you know um just some things about their family that were affecting the way this kid this child um acts in a group if that makes sense um and then we talked about things we could do to help the situation you know uh how to how to distract someone how to acknowledge them it's like oh yeah yeah that's a cool you know that's cool that you've seen that movie and talk a little bit but then try to change the subject right um and recognizing when that kid might feel you know, there's some, there's some kids that are oblivious and they'll just keep talking. They, they don't care if no one's listening right. to them or if, if everyone's looking weird at them. Mm-hmm. And then there's kids who will sometimes realize, oh, I'm doing something awkward. And I love, I love to go over that and try to teach my kids how to smooth that over because I remember being that kid or or seeing another kid go through that and it was always kind of painful um anyway right. I remember those moments too where you suddenly you're like oh I mean I think the kids with no awareness have maybe fewer of those moments but the kids True. who sometimes have awareness and then sometimes you realize that you tour checked out yeah 10 minutes and going off about your favorite thing and then it kind of cut, suddenly hits you yeah. Super <laughs> yeah yeah and I I think too that my girls at least realized that some of the other girls were awkward and didn't know what to do with the situation um you know for example the girl hosting um mm-hmm. you know when you're the host you, you got to be really um you tend to be more aware of what's going on with each of the people you're maybe more focused on hosting than you are on actually enjoying people's company, or at least in some situations, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like to give my girls, I mean, my boys, to a lesser extent, they just don't have as many opportunities and boys are different, but I like to help help them to recognize those situations and talk about what you can do to both help the host hostess and the person creating the awkward situation, um, because I don't, I don't know. I guess at some point, you know, my my girls do host things occasionally, and they're in that place. And yeah, um, I don't know. Do you, do you want yeah. more specifics of what I said, or do you want? Well, like, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, um, okay, well, a few things that have me intrigued based on what you already said is, what yeah. did you feel like in the girls? so family dynamics contributed to her being more socially awkward i'm curious what you would articulate to a 10 to 12 year old about that girl's family style to try to help them make sense of it so i would i would i first pointed out that this is the oldest child in the family and that i know like our oldest was that age and she was getting into bigger kid things it was very different than it is now when my kids get into bigger kid things, if that makes sense. Like right, right. I'll sometimes remind my kids that, oh, you know, our, you know, Helen didn't, you know, get to walk to the corner store until she was 13, but now I let you guys do it at 10. It, it's just yeah. different. I have more experience. They have siblings that they can go with, you know, different things have changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's it harder to be cool when you're the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in that particular instance, the child was, um, the oldest of the family and I let them know that that family doesn't hadn't up to that point done, you know, big, big kid movies. Um, Mm -hmm. child, that child also has a, um, chronic illness that Mm -hmm. brings them to the hospital a lot. And so Mm -hmm. I do think that plays into things, um, Yeah, because when you're in the hospital, the nurses and everything try to make it really fun for you, but you're the center of attention. They're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. No one in the hospital is going to say, let's get your social skills up to speed. They're just trying to help you not be miserable for whatever it is that, yeah. Exactly. And I think there's, I know there, I can give other examples of that particular family that the illness changes how they eat or how they do things. And um, Mm -hmm. my girls, the illness isn't always apparent when you're around the child. So I, sometimes remind them like, you know, or just really, if you have a chronic illness, you're, you know, you're, you just have different baggage, you know, you, yeah, uh, you know you've know, you got to worry and think about it so much. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a good, that's a good discussion to have with kids though, to develop some empathy because that's not going to be intuitive at that age. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I also think that family might, I, tr- I try to with, with, all my kids, but with my girls, you know, we try to have a very reasonable outlook on um, different things, modesty and eating and this and that, you know, I want them to understand for eating. I want them to understand feasting and fasting, but I also want them to just kind of, for the most part, go right down the middle and be reasonable. Mm -hmm. I know that family in particular tends to more extremes. Um, Mm -hmm. And so just reminding my girls of that, I think, is it was helpful in those situations but right okay it yeah. just tends to um be all all or nothing if that makes sense right right i mean yeah i think there's families are yeah. often on a kind of a spectrum of that of how um yeah how seriously they take i don't know religious observances or bedtime or any of their kind of routines or yeah yeah, yeah. so i feel like there yeah some of those just bringing some of those factors up with my Mm -hmm. girls after the fact help them to understand why that child was kind of oblivious to everyone else
1: and Mm -hmm. being kind of
0: obsessive about that movie that they had seen and then after you know i explain some of those factors that they wouldn't remember um we usually naturally just talk about what can you do in that situation um Mm -hmm. without making that child feel weird and without um giving into it and just talking to them constantly about that. You know, like, right. What are some things you can do? What, what did they do? And I always try to, you know, Oh, maybe if it happens again, you can try this and try that. And, um, anyway, it was, it was very interesting. It's, it's great to, um, Lucy and Edith are really good about it. My older girls, I think when they were going through this, we still did it. We still talked about you know, social situations, but I think I was maybe busier, more distracted. And I don't <laughs> feel like we talked about that quite as much as I do with the current set of girls, um,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. they're more on the older side, but, um, those two are really good about relating to me, like what happened and what someone said. And, um, we were actually sitting down at dinner a couple nights ago and they um, Lucy and Edith clean house for a neighbor. And we probably talked for 15 minutes about um, a couple of awkward situations they, that they got into with her and why that might be. Um, Edith had to run something down to the neighbor. And she said, you know, the second I open, she opens the door, she says, come on in. But I know that if I go in, she's going to be talking to me for 20 minutes. And, you know, we're talking to why that might be the case you know she lives alone she's not married Um, yeah yeah lonely and you know there's there's times where it's great go in and talk to her for a few minutes that's okay and then there's other times where you know in the back of your head mom's waiting for me to get back and um anyway Lucy and Edith are really uh, great about giving me their observations Mm -hmm. I think they just need someone older connecting the dots and you know helping them to see the bigger picture in some situations but yeah i yeah i think so much is just putting words to it they don't have the words or they they struggle to find the words for certain social situations and know what they're yeah yeah but if you give your kids the time and you can do that i think it's really good to just be able to sit down and listen to them and i i have one child in particular, I guess they're all like this at times, but one in particular who really will say something to me and then go away and then come back maybe three minutes later and tell me a little bit more and and then come back maybe three minutes later and tell me another. And I, I just have to recognize that about that kid and just sit tight and know that it's going to take 20 minutes of that child walking away, coming back and saying, Oh, well also, you know, they had one other thing to say that's and so. I mean, is this a is this a boy or a girl? No, it's a girl. <laughs> and I That's have to admit so every once in a while I get super impatient. Like, could you just stay here? Tell me it all. I want to hear yep. it. Yeah. But but if I'm if I'm in a good place, I can I can let them leave. And they it's I don't know if they're processing for a couple minutes or yeah. if they're things or if they're thinking, well, yeah, I do want to tell her that. But if I can just stay debate at each piece yeah. of information yeah it's just it's it's a noticeable thing with this kid it happens regularly (laughs) about everything and anything and anyway if I just sit tight I'll get the whole story and I can tell that that child is in some instances at least giving me information to get my reaction to it right before she (laughs) yeah, yeah and it's 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 good to be able to you know they're young enough that I don't it's nothing big but if I just right, right. calm you know kind of I'm calm and I don't overreact and we talk about it and I can kind of get out a little bit of what they're thinking about the situation and then I'll you know well this is what I think about the situation um things go really well you know I feel like yeah the child was hurt. They, they don't want to shock you no just, they don't want to shock me yeah they don't want me to get um they don't like it when i get um talk maybe talk loud or be very passionate about something they, they mm-hmm. just need like a real calm reaction and oh, that's um, that is good for me to reflect on because i think that <laughs> if i if the kid asks me something and i have a what what i think is a well-informed but to them sounds vehement opinion yeah they, they really are kind of like oh it's more than i bargained for mom i really don't need your whole 10 minute spiel on this thing like they don't like it they don't like that and yeah um yeah i think this child too isn't even so much that she she doesn't like strong opinions it's the way i present them like loud words or passionate words um Mm -hmm. And I will sometimes point out to this child that they're like that too. Like you have to also, I also have right, to challenge them and say like, you know, people can be opinionated or passionate about something. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, and anyway, um, yeah, I think it's probably a challenge, but it's just one of the most enjoyable things about parenting a bunch of kids. is just to really understand who each of them is. And what they're like mm-hmm. it's just so interesting but yeah i'm trying to think of other social situations that have been good um to instruct them yeah about. so that one, the friend that you said made your daughter just feel not so happy with her life because the, the friend's family was so awesome, or the mom did all the things for her, whatever. Um, was that something your daughter was aware of that effect, or were you noticing it and then you just kind of steered them away from, steered her away from interacting so much with that friend? Oh gosh, I can't remember. Let me think. R- r- say say that again. What what friend? Well, was you this? said um, yeah. you said one of your older girls had a friend. That would make her feel discontented with her own life. So every time she came back from that friend's house, she was super unhappy with. She was just in a really bad mood. But as far as you could tell, the friend was nice and the family was nice. It was just maybe a comparison thing. Yeah. Um, so I I remember that. Uh, it's a it's a combination. I never said you you can't see that friend. I did I did want that child to understand the phenomena that I was. Noticing, you know, that they would come back unhappy, and um, we did, as you know, both Brian and I would notice it, and we would talk about it. And there are there were times where we said, "Sorry, you can't go to their house, or you can't do that with um, that friend," because we knew in the back of our heads it was either really bad timing for the whole family to have this child come home and be upset, or it was just an event that was too much. Um, But I wanted that child, I guess I felt like they were, it wasn't serious enough that I had to put my foot down. I wanted them to come to the realization that I wanted them to notice what was going on and ideally make the decision to not see that friend as much or um, to think about what they could do to change their outlook, you know, like I, I, I recall in my own life, people saying, um, oh, uh, let me think of an example. I I had this person say to me like, oh, I bet on your wedding day, you're just going to be a horrible person. And I was like, oh, why is that? And they're like, oh, weddings are so stressful. And, um, I thought in my head, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be just really peaceful and pleasant and kind on my that wedding. So funny. And, and, I think I remember I talking about that. That's so um, funny. And so I know in my own life I can I can you know make make a decision to act a certain way and do it. Yeah. And I, yeah. not that everyone can or should do that, but I really thought that in this instance I felt like it was an okay situation where this child could come to some of their own realization about what was going on and make a choice to not around that person or to or to have a different attitude following being around that person right um, right and you know the relationship wasn't so unhealthy that we just had to say no across the board there was also the factor of this child was going away to school fairly soon and the, the other the family was moving so I knew that there would be some distance anyway um, but you know right. I just I just thought if we said you're not a nice person after you come back from seeing this kid. We're just going to say, no, it, it wouldn't have gone over well. She probably would just resist it and said, you're being so mean. And yeah, yeah, it would have been yeah. a big thing with us. And then it would have been a continual, well, wait, can I see them now? Or I want to see them, or if I do this, can I see them? And yeah. so, you know, naturally we were able to put some, you know, minimize contacts um, a little bit. And then I just thought, let's let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, again, just if it was a person who is really, really bad for my child, I would say no, you cannot see them. This yeah, is the yeah, for sure, but for sure. Yeah, yeah. It just felt like this this kid um, that that eventually our kids are going to have to make these decisions themselves um, and start mm-hmm. recognizing. I I did it in college. I remember having a friend and. She would come over to my dorm room and we would start talking. And by the time she left, I was miserable. I was crying and I had some problem in my life. And after having that happen a handful of times, it dawned on me that this person just liked drama and that they would come yeah. over. Whatever yeah. I happened to mention, they would they would talk up and they would make worse. Yeah. And I was, you know, being led. <laughs> and um yeah, yeah. Anyway, and I bring that up to my kids. I, I always feel like it's good to let them know that I've struggled with this. It's not yeah. just you. Um, it's just a life skill to realize that certain people bring out different qualities in each of us, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like the discussion I've had most frequently with my girls is that they've got their most favorite people But then when we have, you know, a party or a game night or movie night, it's a whole group, right? It's not their most favorite people. And so I really want to make sure that they do not sequester themselves off in a corner with their most favorite people. And with my oldest, I was kind of unprepared for this. And I remember her 10-year-old birthday party was a fiasco. It was just, I you know, I invited a dozen kids like I had all the previous years, and every year up to that point had been fine. But the year she was 10, two kids brought phones or iPods. Mm. Oh. and created the cool corner in what was supposed to be a pool party and they didn't swim that much and at the end of the party my daughter was in tears and I had not anticipated this if I had planned better I and I told I apologize I said you know I am sorry this you're my oldest I don't I didn't know this was going to be a thing yeah now I'm going to have a no phones rule and um and which I didn't hadn't really thought about much up to that point yeah seems and- young yeah, or maybe it was just iPods with a bunch of photos, but still just distracting okay. and, and pulling away yes. from the party. Yes, And then, not, there. not there to be there for the party. Right, it's right. Yeah. And and then you have some kids, even by 10, 11, who are cooler, and then really asserting that in a social situation and leaving the less cool people to feel less cool. And so um, for things like birthday parties, we just ended up having smaller and smaller groups as time went on and just having two or three friends over, but then for the game nights, you know, I told the kids, you are here to socialize with everybody. And I, the analogy I make for my girls is when I go to a baby shower or a wedding shower, mm-hmm. I will not talk to my closest friends. Like I have a personal policy against talking to my closest friends. I'm, I'm there to talk yeah. to all my people. I don't see very often and catch up with yeah. them because I know I will see my closest friends some other time. We're going to set up a time to see each other. Yeah. It doesn't have to be at the shower, you know, yeah. so in generally, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say hi and we'll catch up a little bit maybe, but I'm yeah, gonna prioritize sure. the people. Yeah, and and then when I said when everyone does that, then everyone has a good time at these things. That that's yeah. the kind of event where you're there to catch up with everyone that you don't see as yeah. much. And so, um, the but there is still that sometimes that kid who's into super into anime or something, and you're like, what do we do with yeah. this? And <laughs> Yeah, it's very funny for me to listen to and but kind of overwhelming or irritating sometimes for the kids they don't see the humor of it yeah um, yeah kids so yeah lucy and edith have a a larger like a um a friend group and maybe half of the people we rarely see and um the other half i mean and we're talking you know maybe seven girls and you know maybe three that we see a lot Um, And it's been interesting. Um, They had a a girls movie night group going and the group got kind of big and um, there was a couple of the girls that had been invited and I'm I'm sure they're fine girls, but they definitely, their families had different standards for dress and phones than the majority of the group. Um, And it was interesting to get Lucy and Edith's feedback coming back from the gatherings. And of which there were only maybe two or three. Um, and uh, it was good. We, we have, uh, the, the group has kind of not been active and we've, we have taken to hosting things and we purposefully kind of just said, let's let's keep it smaller. Um, but it's been good to compare their little friends group with what the bigger girls had and talk to Lucy and Edith about, bigger, you know, uh, gatherings where you have people that, uh, you don't know as well. And then smaller gatherings where, you know, people really well. And when you might have one type of gathering versus the other, and which do you prefer? And, um, I can't think of many specifics, but I know after all these gatherings, I can talk with the girls about, oh, you know, so-and-so did this mm-hmm. and, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling now, but, um, it's good to show them how dynamics are different in a big group versus a small group. Um, and both, you know, what to do when there are people who don't think or act exactly like we do.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. How, to, how to keep the conversation general. Avoid yes. the, the and, and, sex and, politics. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then to also think, well, it's good for them to have these experiences occasionally, but my girls are still really, pretty young and they don't have a whole lot of social opportunities. And so I'm also okay cultivating the opportunities that really just fill them up yeah. and are yeah. better and easier. Um, That's right. Yeah. you. I mean, fortunately we're not in the a social situation where like your pastor's wife or something, you have to entertain a ton and it's just duty yeah. and your yeah. kids have to be part of that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As my teen girls got older they they would talk about drama with some of their friends and uh, there were friends that I didn't even realize they'd kind of just stopped hanging out with because they felt it was too dramatic Mm. and they they really they didn't want to talk about it but um I was in a way I felt like they were kind of ruthless but in a way I thought well I suppose that's good for setting boundaries even if it seems more ruthless to me than it needs to be yeah. I don't know um but I don't know I also don't know exactly how things went down so maybe if I would heard all the details it would have yeah. but I suspect they didn't tell me because they thought it would kind of surprise me or I might get all vehement about it yeah. so, <laughs> I think I think for my kids because um they're so I feel like there's more distance up here and like their friends I think everyone goes to a different parish and so I feel like we don't see people often enough to get um to I don't know to get to their drama yeah kind of like when they get together it's again I think we've whittled it down I mean I think they they've found their you know three or four friends that they really like and that's usually who we have over but I feel like there's just no time for drama everyone's like we hardly see you we hardly right. see each other let's just have fun um yeah Yeah, and there's pros and cons to that. Like, I kind of wish that actually they saw their friends more often. They're definitely at the age where they need to be seeing friends more often. Um, This is one of the reasons we're thinking of moving is because they just don't have a big friend circle here or the ability to see them regularly. Um, But it's also kind of nice because I feel like I don't think any of my girls, with the exception of one, with that other situation we were talking about, have had friends friend drama. Like there've been no slammed phones. Mm -hmm. No, you know, I'm not talking to you, nothing like that. It's just, Mm -hmm. been, you know, there's a couple of friends where I've pointed out, um, in the past, you know, I pointed out that person's a little bit wild. Um, I just can't have them over as easy as I can have other friends over, but nothing, nothing major, nothing. Um, you know, just very little drama which is a huge gift <laughs> as a, for a, right. a mom with a bunch of girls um yeah. i also i also do think it's one of the perks of homeschooling it's just that you can titrate those relationships to the right level over time yes. which you know if they're in a classroom and there's 10 or 15 kids even if it's a small private school Like those, those are the people you have to rub shoulders with 40 hours a week and whatever they're bringing in, then you've got to deal with that. And I know this is one of the discussions I've had with my mom where she's like, well, between homeschooling and sending kids to school in her experience, it was about the same Mm. in terms of parenting work, because there would be a lot of debriefing after kids came home. And this is even with boys. She would, there'd be a lot of discussions and just taking a certain amount of energy. Um, And so the main thing was just that they did more schoolwork for school than they did for her. But she said in terms of how much parenting energy it took, it was about the same because of helping kids process whatever stuff they do with, you know, in the course of the school day. So, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I have it easier with homeschooling with social situations, possibly also because we have a fairly small network up here that that might play into it. Um, It might play into uh, another thing that might play into it is the fact that I've always been a just homeschooler, homeschooler. Like we don't do co-ops and we don't do, we haven't done a lot of um, activities. We do some, but you know, it just keeps us home more. And so I feel like I've had it really easy. I have to create more opportunities for my friends, my kids to see their friends, which does take some effort. But um, sometimes I wish my kids did have some, um, you know, situations where they were in a classroom dealing with kids that they don't like. Because I can look back and still remember (laughs) the girl in third grade who wasn't doing her half of the project. And I can see myself there in class going, nope you don't get to turn this in. I'm turning it in. And the teacher was like, Oh yep. my goodness, because <laughs> she was off talking to someone. She wasn't putting bark on her log cabin. Like I was. And anyway, yeah. um, you know, I, do, you, I, I have wondered the same thing about my oldest, if going to school would have given her more of an ability to tolerate people she didn't care for. Um, I, I don't know, ultimately, like I've, I've wondered that because I feel like, oh, she's She's kind of picky about people. I don't think any of her assessments are wrong, but yeah. she, so you could call it judicious or you could call it picky in terms of who she spends time with. And so, but in terms of, yeah, coworkers or whatever, long term or whatever family you marry into, it'll be a yeah. skill set that she's got to learn more, I think, yeah. Yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, um, I think, I think just being in a big family does create some situations for them. And (laughs) I think having, um, the fact is that there are some people who are more people, people, like they just understand a little bit more about human nature than others. I'm not saying that I'm someone who has a ton of knowledge, but I do think I have some and just helping them to recognize, you know, situations or character traits or what's, what's going on. And I even do that between them. I remember this with my older two, just pointing out like second child, you got to understand that first child likes to be at home and she tends to go out when you want her to go out. So sometimes you need to just hang out at home and let her, you know, and just kind of um, uh, translating between them. I think that just having those people skills and um, putting words to them for kids. I'm hoping that's what I'm counting on anyway, anyway, to Yeah go away yeah. <laughs> yeah that probably is a more positive way to look at it, that there's enough friction in sibling relationships for plenty of growth yeah but um yeah in in terms of uh I don't know are there other things like gift giving or letter writing or um birthday parties or you know those um kinds of other decisions that you've walk them through
1: yeah
0: how do we pick out the right present or how much do we spend or actually i was gonna i was gonna thank you the the little gift exchange between lucy and Edith's group of friends was a great learning opportunity for my girls um and you know we also we also just did secret santa within the family and um with Lucy and Edith, one of them is really a gift giver. One of them, I took shopping and I had to keep saying, no, you don't want to send that. No, that's too expensive. No, that's mm-hmm. too much. And, and talking to them about what, a you know, what constitutes a nice gift and, um, you know, while saying I, you're being very generous, but you know, you need to be thinking about not making other people feel awkward for how much you send and, and, you know, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. And practically, like, you don't want to send that. That's going to cost you a fortune and right. stuff like that. And so it was that that child was that way. And then the other child said, well, I'm just going to send this. And I was like, hmm, I think you should probably get something else to go with that gift. And think about, um, we talked about setting a budget. And then, you know, okay, you got one item that costs this much. So what money do you have left? And, you know, I let them know, well, I've got some things tucked away that you could look at, or, you know, let's talk about what you can get on Amazon. Let's talk about what you can get at this store. And I had to take them out a couple of times, um, or, you know, we looked on the internet or something and yeah, I kind of challenged him to be a little bit more generous. And like, I, I, Mm -hmm. there was a couple Mm -hmm. of examples actually, um, that happened during, during, you know, that week that we were kind of getting these gifts together where, um, someone gave this child something. And I would say, wow, that was, you know, that was really generous. And when we are <laughs> given something, one of the things we do is kind of pass it on, you know, like, we're, <laughs> like let's, you know, to show you, you, you want to say thank you for the gift, but like internally yeah. you want to be like, that was, that really made my day. How can I then give someone else that, that great feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually the gift exchange was a fantastic learning experience for both of them. That's um, so interesting. Yeah. And then, and then we did, we did secret Santa as a family and um, I do secret Santa among the kids because I want them to understand you do not have to give everyone a present. If you know, if we did that, we would be unwrapping gifts all day. So um, everyone draws a name and, uh, to get to see who is the gift givers, you know, who among them are gift givers um, and who aren't. I had a little kid, a really little kid, who independently wrote out a list of people and started making or finding gifts for everyone in the family. Um, this child went to the happened to wow. have a dentist, dentist appointment and said to me, I'm going to take a, a, a surprise from the dentist and I'm going to wrap it up for a sibling. And they followed oh, through. I was just so sweet, blown away. Yeah. It was so sweet. So generous. And this kid can kind of be a little bit of, um, flighty, you know, a, a short attention span. So I was super impressed that they really followed through with this list. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, like they would be nagging me for wrapping paper and I'd say, I'll get it later. And pretty soon they'd have a sheet of computer paper out and they were wrapping up the gift mm-hmm. um, anyway. And then, yeah. So just to see who was the gift giver, um, gift givers among the kids. And then, um, a couple of the people who really had no idea what to get. And I would you know, talk to them a little bit more. And, um, I, I talked to one of the kids about how sometimes when you're a, an older you know, adult, and you're married, sometimes you buy your own gifts and you let your spouse wrap them up or, you know, just, just different things that people do. Or, you know, like the fact that, well, grandma just asks me what I want and I tell her, and then she goes to buy it. And it was shocking to some of those children. (laughs) Where's the mystery? I know. And one in particular was quite stingy. Didn't want to spend money or time buying their secret Santa anything. And I, I had to point that out to them like oh you you know do you not like this well you know what what are you doing (laughs) you know um and I also you know the kids who struggled with it more I definitely would talk to them about like how can you get information without like uh you know, how, how can you get an idea of what to give someone when you don't know them well, or when you don't have a lot of ideas, what is a safe gift that anyone would enjoy? You know, like, um, this, one of these children, uh, one, one child was like, well, I don't know if I can get this person X gift because I don't know if they do that. And I would say, well, it's a coffee mug, honey. Everyone drinks, you know, (laughs) they don't like coffee, you know, they can like tea or juice or milk or, you know, um, so just, uh, I love gift giving and I really enjoy working with my kids with it and just trying to stretch them to be either creative or to look for information that, you know, isn't obvious, like, you know, well, this child always wears purple, well, look for something purple, not that's right. going to make the gift, um, something they love, even if it's maybe something they don't, uh, always use or, um, you know giving things that a person wouldn't normally buy for themselves, like a nicer version of Mm chapstick. You know, everyone Mm -hmm. probably has a tube of chapstick, but let's get a nicer one that maybe someone wouldn't typically buy. Um, Anyway. uh, So I, yeah, I, I felt like the uh, secret Santa among the family and with the kids was just super fun. And um, it helped that I had a ton of energy this year. (laughs) I know like in the past, I don't always, but I had a really good time, um, talking with the different kids and, um, it's so, it's just so interesting as they get into teenagerhood too, like to see who's the magnanimous gift giver (laughs) and, you know, um, well, who it's, who it's a love language for and for who it's just more like checking the box kind of, because it doesn't speak to them the same way. So they're like, why would I put so much energy into this? Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so and yeah the, the um we always talk about the love languages when we do the girls <laughs> initial health classes and, and sometimes people don't know you know what theirs is or you know what really speaks yeah, yeah. them the most but um but on the on the other side of parenting that's also why you don't let people not do certain things because you never know what's really going to be hurtful right because for many yeah, yeah. People like words, words are so important. So hurtful words are really going to stick. And for other siblings, maybe it wouldn't, but you don't, you don't want to roll the dice on that. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like with gift giving, I kind of feel like even if it's not your thing, it's a skill that you can learn and maybe well, yeah. it's never going to be something you enjoy and maybe you're not going to go above and beyond, but I feel like it's one, it, it's kind of, I, at least in my book, it's kind of one of those life skills you have to have to an extent. need to know how to get for sure for sure or or, you know I I also talk to the kids about um you know family like who do we get gifts for and how has it changed over the years and who's easier to get for than others um yeah Mm -hmm. so just hearing that I think is helpful yeah yep I know there's I mean there's so many so many of these sorts of discussions um and sometimes you know a family came and visited recently and they brought some really sweet thoughtful kind of hostessing gifts um, mm-hmm. both times they came like flowers or you know some something a gift for the home And so that was something good for my kids to see because most of our relationships with our very local friends are much more informal because we've known them so long yeah. but these people were gonna were coming from a little farther away they were going to spend the night so and they're just from a more formal kind of social culture, I think. So yeah. they they brought like a dessert to share and cookies and flowers and yeah. a little like a bottle of wine. It was just like, wow, okay. Yeah. Like they're you know, yeah. but but good for the kids to see somebody going a little above and beyond because I I've been seeing increasingly that the social culture where we are is so casual, which I love in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like yeah. the Southwestern United States is just like that, I think. Yeah. Um, but there is a way in which I see when I run into people from the East coast, especially kind of the Northeast, Mm -hmm. um, maybe this is the thing with the Northwest, but I, I don't know enough, but people look you in the eye when they talk more from when they're from a more formal social culture, the personal bubble is, is actually smaller, not bigger, Yeah. but there's this attentiveness when conversing um, that I really want my kids to have. And of course, minimizing the phones is just part of that. Right. Because just because yeah. you don't have a phone doesn't mean you're really paying attention to the conversation, but yeah, for, I, for that I, reason, I've, I've really, I didn't do it as much with my older girls and I regret it, but I, I have my younger girls call their friends, like call and mm. talk to a person. They don't, you know, writing letters is great, but I want you to actually talk to them and not just you write know, Right or send, or send them an email or something right we don't, we don't they don't do that yet but yeah and that's that's a good point because claire emails and google chats with her friends and but then also there's one person that she writes letters to but it would and there's other friends that she that she also calls but yeah i think each different um communication style lends it to lend itself to different sorts of yeah like sharing right and i can recall in high school having some really deep serious conversations with people over the phone. Mm -hmm. Almost more than we could say in person sometimes, just with the busyness of school and other people being around. But then you get in a one-on-one phone conversation and it's eight o'clock at night. And yeah, I just remember sometimes when it got really real and it was good to have those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I I think too like talking on the phone is a skill. It's just something you have to practice and right now, I I remember being, you know, a preteen and and psyching myself up to call the roller skating rink to see when they were open, you know, like I was a stranger and, you know, now we've got the internet, but the fact is as an an adult, you, you still have to do some of those things. You have to make doctor's appointments or you're, you know, like I, I need my, my kids to have some of those skills of talking with a complete stranger of calling someone to get the information you need Um, and, you know, not that calling a friend exactly is that, but it, I think it overall helps. Like you just need to be able to talk on the phone. Um, yeah, I, you, um, so you mentioned that I think that the East coast, the Northeast is way more formal. Pacific Northwest is really, I think, um, casual. Um, okay. Okay. And it's interesting talking to the kids too um, about how people are different in different places of the country. Um, I think that's also an interesting conversation to have. And actually, you said something a couple of minutes ago that reminded me of another good learning experience. And that I would say that is potlucks. Um, Oh, that's right! It's so interesting to see what people bring and yeah, 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 you know what they bring, and we talk about you know. You don't need to go first and how you need to only take weight, um, only take what you're going to eat and look at the situation. What is out there? How many people are there? Um, you know, as parents, we're, we're doing a lot of this too, and holding our kids back or telling them you can go now, or yes, you can get a second, you know, sandwich or whatever it is, but, um, you can, there's a whole lot you can learn at potlucks, I think, because, um. They just, there's, I don't know. It's really interesting. You know, I talk about- yeah, The well, food, you're right. The food's totally unpredictable and the quantity. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. there's really not enough and you're looking around. In fact, so I have had that conversation with the kids where if we're going to certain homeschool potlucks, I will feed them lunch before we go. And yeah. I explain to them, you know, we have no idea what will be there. It could be great and it'll all get eaten. But I don't want you to be holding, have to hold back. Of course, you ought to hold back if yeah. there's not that much but we're going to, we're going to eat first lunch here. So you're kind of covered. Exactly. Or, you know, I'll talk about, well, we're, we're getting, you know, we're going to this potluck and I'm bringing, you know, a a pot of meatballs and, you know, a tray of sandwiches or whatever, because we bring so many people or, um, you know, because sometimes people don't bring anything and that's, that's okay. You know, you would never want to turn someone away, but yeah, you know, because we can let's, let's help right yeah make more of a success um yeah and there have been times where we're not bringing something very interesting because we've just had a really um crazy day or something and then there's times where we have more leisure and we bring a lot more and those the kids will say why are we bringing so much I said well this time I can you know I can't every time but if if you bring a good thing when you can then it kind of evens out um, yeah. And I think like a lot of, um, time of the day plays into that. Like I can bring a bag of chips to some things, but you know, to other things, do you want to bring something more substantial and time of the day, how many people are invited, where it's at. Um, it's just, it, Pollux are a great learning experience, I think for kids and everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. And noticing what food people like or don't like, or there's never enough protein. There, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Protein or making making it look attractive, labeling it. Right. Um, you know what's what's going to be enjoyed by the largest number of people and stuff. Like right. That. It's not too much. Yeah. Yeah. One of the moms here took the initiative to teach social skills in a more formal way uh, about like introductions and greetings and table manners and stuff, which has been really fun. And I can see that having just like with the health classes, you know, having someone else do it in addition to me yeah. has, yeah. I think, cemented it in a different way, even though I've also had all these discussions and tried to model it. And probably there are some things I'm dropping the ball on socially. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some things they just don't see me do very much. Like, I don't think they even hear me on the phone very often, right? Or not having to yeah. make appointments. I just, if they're often playing outside or something. Um but in terms of them learning to be attentive in a conversation and kind of take what someone's talking about and reflect it back and kind of run with it and take the conversation in a good direction that is going to be interesting for both people. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the kids learn a lot of that homes- when they're homeschooled and they're just around a lot where they kind of lurk. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the preteens, in my experience, will kind of just linger around, they want to hear how the adults are conversing, yes, and so we have to kind of, you know, yeah. have to kind of keep it G or PG rated. Um, yes, exactly. Well, and yeah, I, and there's one child in particular that knows that they do this, and I, I, there are times where I just let it happen, because I think, well, this is a good situation for this child to hear about, or, yeah, um, right, but then there's other times where I look at them, I'm like, you need to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think we that's a good word. Yeah. Good for them to know too, that there are times that moms just need to talk or mom and dad need to talk or, you know, something's yeah. going to go on. And some of it's just them being kind of nosy. And some, I think some of it, at least for this one child is worry, you know, they, they feel kind yeah. of responsible for a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I, I need to let them know that, no, we are in charge and we've got it. Um, yeah, this is very interesting yeah yeah no it was um now so the the oldest two girls have moved out now so i just have my 13 year old as the oldest at home yeah um and so she's been very curious to listen in and but they won't look around she won't look around forever she'll take herself elsewhere after like an hour she'll get bored yeah um but my with my oldest i had a code word for when i could tell my friends wanted to have you know, we, had, we only had a certain amount of time and we wanted to get into yeah. it on topic. And she yeah. was lurking around very innocently, just, you know, but I, I had to explain to her separately, you know, we can, we can't really go there with all the gnarly mom stuff that we, you know, yeah. mom and stuff while you're hanging around. So even though I don't mind you hanging around, sometimes people just really need to talk. She, somebody needs to unload and they can't do it in front of a 10 year old. Um, so I had, I had a couple code words I'd use and then she would kind of take herself out of the room, oh, that's but good. it was like, it was like a regular word, um, yeah. that I, but it was like her signal that it was time for her to let us, but I didn't want it. Cause I didn't want to say in front of my girlfriend, like, oh, I can tell you're having a really bad day. And yeah. I also felt a little <laughs> yeah. rude to like tell the 10 year old, like, can you just leave now? Yeah. yeah. When she wasn't being bad. I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. That's um, but one of the things that, um, a friend was commenting on was how my 13 year old will disagree with me a little bit in, if I say something to other adults and she remembers it differently. And Mm -hmm. we were talking about that differences in parenting style, right? Whether the kids would disagree with a parent politely, but whether they would do it at all, right? In the course of a conversation and just how that relates to family culture and um, whether you're, more egalitarian or more structured in your family. And obviously we're on the more egalitarian end for better or for worse. I wonder some days, but, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah, it just very, some of the homeschool kids that I remember chatting with or the moms, they would just really just sit and listen. They had very little to say they would never disagree with mom, but they were just listening. But my kids are a little saucier than that. So, (laughs) um, yeah, it's, but on the other hand, they're not shy. We yeah. don't have any really shy kids. Um, and one thing I too is that when we've gone out with my brothers, some of my, and also the girls have commented, some of their friends are extremely sociable and really kind of make them laugh and also challenge them to be more outgoing when they're in social situations so like claire was talking about her friend who just started chatting with the guy at the (laughs) burger joint saying oh i really like your leather jacket you know where did you get that or are you do you have a motorcycle she just took the initiative to just chat this guy up while they were waiting in line and claire's like i would never do that you know but she was kind of intrigued that a, a kid just a year older than her had no qualms about chatting up a stranger at the burger joint um and it's not like everyone's going to be like that but i am glad that she's being exposed to that to people who are just a little more outgoing yeah 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 i i think um the the handful of times that i go out i mean i don't go out with the girls all the time they do some of their own shopping but just um you know when they're with me sometimes I'll have situations where I you know oh make a comment to a stranger you know you know we, hmm. you know kind of exchange a glance oh yeah I know how you know I know how hard it is with little kids you know so, something like that I think that right I yeah. definitely noticed some of my kids picking up on those things and commenting later about it and I just have to say oh yeah you know it's you know I could tell the mom was having a hard time I know I've been there you know um, or if someone gives us a compliment, oh, you know, they notice, um, it's just good to have the time and, um, to talk about that with them. And, um, yeah. 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 No. And I think my kids have comments on that too. They're like, why do you, why did you say something? I said, you know, it's nice to see a family with five kids at the store, you know, and they're probably getting unpleasant comments. So I, you know, It's nice. I can say truly, like I'm from a big family, like way to go. I know it's a lot of work, you know? And yeah, they don't, they're not going to hit that every day. So yeah, exactly. I know this, this summer we were hiking and it was way hotter than we thought it was going to be. It was actually, it was in October and we were hiking in Lassen and we were starting up a long hill and there was a family coming down and they had like three kids. And I think one of them was just pitching a fit and it was this argument about maybe wearing shoes or just you know something that you know I just looked at the dad and I was like you're doing a great great job you know it is so hard doing this with kids but um you know my kids notice when I you know make those comments and um yeah it's just good to provide them with those situations to to think about yeah yeah Have you had any conversations with your daughters about dating and stuff now that they're in college? I don't know if dating was really on the table in high school, but No, there there were no opportunities in high school. And I did start thinking about it and feeling like uh, what I had really, really wanted to, for my girls to have like a guy and girl friend group that they could hang out with. Cause I did in high school and I think it was a really good thing for me. And there was just zero opportunity here, which I did kind of, regret. But when they went off to college, I did talk to them both about guys and just said, you know, just, just be friends. Guys are so cool. They're so, they can be so funny. Some of my Mm -hmm. most memorable and fantastic conversations are with guys and, you know, just be friends with everyone. Um, and really just get to know them. And I, I feel like they've both taken it to heart. Um, the younger of the two, Susanna actually does have a boyfriend. Um, he's a, great guy. We met him when we came down in October. Yeah. She said she, it was so interesting. She said he was encouraging her to be more self-disciplined. And I'm like, well, if that's how the relationship's working, that sounds pretty healthy. If he can challenge you to do something better and you'll take it. So yes, exactly. She was stressing out about finals and she said, um, you know, mom, he wrote me up a schedule of when to study and when to take breaks and I'm going to follow it. And she did. <laughs> really she was really worried about finals and she ended up sounding like I talked to her a couple times that week and she sounded sounded normal sounded fine mm-hmm. and i just know how much um unknown things can be stressful in her life and so i i was really impressed um mm-hmm. anyway you know i feel like um i did de- so i definitely sent them to college with some you know of my thoughts and um now that i have you know susanna has a boyfriend I've found that I've gotten so many, um, I mean, both questions from her and had great conversations. Um, It's kind of a relief. It makes me think, okay, I I did okay in high school with them. I know, I know. I remember remember getting the the sense that she'd been, you know challenging and she had strong opinions and then yeah it was just so sweetly ironic and comical (laughs) to hear her talk about this boyfriend kind of bossing her around and you know and and her and her realizing that this was a good idea like being willing to take advice that I'm sure she'd been very difficult about taking when she was younger so it was so interesting yeah and I I do feel like she's made some comments about things that I've said in the past that So she, she probably didn't react very well to when I first said it, (laughs) she she did remember and she is more open to it now. So I think that's kind of neat. Um, and I've also found with, with her in particular, but with both of them that, um, it, I am grateful for texting with them because I think it's allowed them to ask some questions they would feel awkward asking over the phone. Um, and so they can text it to me I can kind of put my thoughts together and say something and then we've even in some instances be able to been able to have conversations later on um
1: anyway kind of like a younger
0: kid testing the waters of like what if I just ask her this one thing (laughs) yes (laughs) on a text yeah and so the, the the texting I I has been helpful because I can I can not, um, (laughs) react strongly, which I know is definitely a trait of mine. I, you know, in looking back over, you know, different challenges in my marriage and stuff, a lot of it's just me flying off the handle. Um, so just to be able to put my thoughts together, um, and give them to them, I think they've been both been receptive and, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's super fun. I've just, um, big kids are great. Teenagers are great um, anyway. Yeah. 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 I feel like yeah. there's, I mean, we could probably talk like another hour, but I know you want to, you're going to have a kid that's getting out for a nap and yes. Um, yes, I am. But yeah, I, I, um, having bigger kids has just been super fun and great. Yeah. They I, definitely, they have just hilarious things to say as they get older and and you start to hear some of what's been going on. The wheels are kind of spinning in a different way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had some kids that ask pretty deep questions, even at a young age, but, but um, my 13-year-old just has the most hilarious comments about people at this point. And she was talking about meeting this person, meeting a girl for the first time that was her own age, but it was a kid of a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, within 20 minutes, I felt I like I could tell this person anything. Aww. And, and it was just so sweet. But then talk, I had an interesting conversation with her about, you know, the similarities in their experience. They're both being homeschooled with kind of similar curriculum and yeah. both traveled and, and just not trying to connect the dots for her about why they would have such an affinity for each other, but also just coming from an honest family culture, which both, which, you know, varies a lot between families, how much and how candidly people talk about things. But this girl's parents are pretty candid, and Dave and I are pretty candid. And so they, I think, vibe that out from each other really quickly, that they could just kind of talk about whatever, and it would be fine. Um, so that has definitely been kind of an ongoing discussion about different family styles and how much people talk or how much they communicate or how many decisions the kids get to make in different families and, and the scheduling and yeah, various things like that. That and um of course you're used to whatever you used to, but um to be respectful of different family cultures. But also just it's fair to acknowledge that because of that, some people are going to be such a good fit friend wise, and some people are gonna be less of a good fit friend wise, and yeah. that's one of the factors. Yeah. But that's definitely in the girls' club you know, they're all coming from those kind of similar backgrounds. And that's part of why the group has gelled so well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've seen you just have so much fun there. And it's really good for them. I think they, they saw it a lot, especially around here with Advent and Christmas, but just seeing that there are, you can share a lot with people, but then there are still differences among families. And it's not that one family does it right or wrong, they're just differences, right? You know, and, and I know the girls would have stories about who does Christmas stockings and how they do them or you know, different stuff like that. And I think it was just yep. really good for them to see that, that there are, yeah, there's just, um, it's not right or wrong. It's just, you know, a wide variety of ways in which you can do this, this thing. Yeah. Um, and yep. as homeschoolers, I guess, I feel like I got a lot of that, but maybe that was because I was in school and Um, And maybe, maybe it's because my girls just haven't, you know, so many people moved away that they haven't been out as much lately, but the girls group has really provided um, that for them right now, just to be able to see other families and how they do things. And um, it's opened their world a little bit, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun for me. I was laughing so hard today when they were telling all their kind of Christmas fun or Christmas fiasco stories. So yeah that's great Um, yeah well I mean I think all of your kids are so sweet you're I mean it's super clear you're taking the time to get to know them and obviously that's a huge part of all of these conversations it's just like you said having the sense of how how it's going to go best and what you need to do to kind of hold yourself back or be patient or whatever while they yeah while they unfold whatever they're going to tell you um But I I think, I mean, I hope that you're seeing the fruits of it now that the older ones are old enough, that they're actually making it clear they were hearing you. I know. It's a huge gift. I mean, you just never know, right? You know, you you get glimpses. I've gotten glimpses of it. I've seen... I know my bigger girls did a lot of babysitting and they would come home and with stories of, oh, mom, they don't do, you know, fill in the blank. I'm so glad you do fill in the blank because, you know, yeah, <laughs> that, that was a real gift. Or, you know, I remember one of my older girls coming home from work saying, oh, mom, there's this girl at work and she's got this boyfriend and he's not good for her. And this is, you know, and give me their observations. And I was like, oh yeah. So you see that this is a toxic relationship. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So there, there, you do get glimpses of it and, um, yeah, it's just been a huge gift to know, like, okay, they, they do listen, they do listen, keep trying, don't, don't give up. Right. And, you know, just, um, yeah, just take heart. It just takes a long time to see results, but it's all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it's been such a blessing to me that these other families are kind of walking the same path, and then my kids can be friends with their friend, their kids, and yeah. maybe yeah. something where I'm not sure if they would hear it from me or it'd be very slow, and then they hear it one time from this other nice kid from a nice family, and then it's a thing. It suddenly becomes, oh, well, this, you know, da 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 da. I'm like, huh, where'd you hear that? <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's. Um, just even talking about like, well, what, you know, what prayers do you guys like to pray? You know, and the, this is the conversations you want teens to have um, with each other. So, um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate families like yours that are just doing the work and you don't even know how other families are going to be blessed with, from the work you've done to grow these people. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so. I should probably head out. I gotta, I, have to get some kids up here but yeah thanks so much yeah i, mean, I don't know if that, i feel like i was kind of disjointed but um anyway don't, don't keep, worry about it keep talking it's, to uh, it's hard <laughs> yeah no that's yeah. a good that's a good takeaway yes